Hello everyone and welcome to episode 122 of Two Left Thumbs, your weekly gaming podcast talks to people that love games. My name is Deft Puppies, I am your host as always, and joining me this week, a man that loves Mass Effect about as much as I, li- I love Borderlands, it's Permanoom! <laughs> What's up? I was hey. wondering where you were going to go with that. That was a, that was quite a way to uh, like put me right on the spot right from the beginning of the show. Is like, oh, this guy loves Mass Effect. I'm like, how do I follow that up? Oh, man. <laughs> I like the qualification, I mean, it, though. That was perfect. That was perfect. You've got to start these shows getting people equally scared and and, and and happy at the same time. So you got to find that weird, that kind of weird jab, just right in the spot that kind of freaks it there out. You you, you there you go. You bring it around. Yeah. This is how things are gonna go. This is this is like the Cliff Notes version of uh, of what's gonna happen today. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so um, how, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. So far, so good this morning. Oh, over over in the states, as it were. Yes, yeah, it's um, it's fairly early for you. You're um, probably just getting in coffee and. Getting on for the day. Indeed. Yeah, Dropped yeah. kiddo off for school and back home and warming up before uh before we start the day. So um speaking of starting the day, um let's uh for those who are playing at home, who are you and and what do you do generally? Oh wow. Uh so yeah, Permanoob is a a un- what I thought was a unique name. Uh it's always fun to like start Googling or trying to set up accounts with a name that you think is unique and finding out that many other people came up with that idea, but uh yeah, just a random thing I came up with a long time ago. I've been, uh, I don't know, gaming for a long time, and I think streaming would be the thing that I say that I do the most. Um, also, a stay-at-home dad, so that would be the boring part of my day is uh, cleaning and taking care of kiddo and whatever. But uh, the important part as well. Um, play a little bit of everything. Um, stream to have fun, not to uh, be the next ninja or whoever's popular right now. So yeah, I think that's 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 most of it. But um, so um, yeah, it's I mean, saying it's the whole stay-at-home dad thing. It's it's not boring. Children are never boring. There's always something going well, on with them. There's always chaos. I guess the uh, the cl- the clarification for that is that I am a stay-at-home dad to an eleven-year-old. So she is gone for six to seven hours a day. <laughs> oh well, then. <laughs> so so I have that chunk of time in my morning. Or in my day, I should say, where I just kind of hang out and, uh, you know, do what needs to be done. It works well for our family. My wife is doing well enough that uh, it, it made sense for me to stay home and for her to work. Uh, I was commuting an hour each way. And then with gas and daycare and all that yeah. other stuff, we decided, we decided, shoot, she's 11, so probably nine years ago, that uh, I could just stay home and it would kind of balance it out. And then I'm available to do whatever it is that needs to be done. And that works well for me. I'm a pretty chill guy. Um, and uh, I think that, that this this suits me versus my wife. I always refer to my wife as a shark. Uh, shark and that she always needs to be moving. Sharks, yeah, sharks right. always have to be moving. That's my wife. She's type A. Um, I'm like type F or G or something <laughs> like that. I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I'm more like a sloth. Like I just like, I hang out. I could probably do that. I mean, maybe if you really want me to, I'll get but around to it later. Way. It's, it's, you know, it's okay. all the way over there. And it's just like, <laughs> so we, we have closer a... to me. <laughs> <laughs> we have a similar setup. Whereas, um, 
it, it's flipped where I'm out working and, and wife is at home because we've got three wonderful munchkins under under ten or ten and under, which is nice. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I've always I always wanted to do the the stay at home dad thing. Um, but again, because of where my position was, and it just worked out better that I I did the work and which, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm jealous. yeah my wife is not jealous of me because i think she would go crazy if she had to stay home which is why it works out so well for us yeah definitely um so streaming um where where did did things start what gave you the idea what did it all give me give give me the permanent origins so i was um i had started gaming before online gaming was really popular so I wasn't, I didn't jump in, you know, playing Call of Duty or whatever, uh, playing a lot of games uh, solo. And then my brother-in-law actually introduced me to when I um, got a PlayStation 3 to Battlefield. And he's like, hey, you can play with other people online. Well, the weird thing was, is that it was, a. I felt that a lot of it was kind of toxic, you know, like a lot of games. It's like either you're no yeah. good or trash talk and all that. And I'm like, this really kind of sucks. So I kind of went out in search of a group of people to game with that I didn't think we're going to act like that. And, um, I guess another weird tidbit about me is I'm a Christian guy. So just the, the constant barrage of like, you know, profanity with kids yelling at you on mics and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, it's not really my thing. So I went to try and find a gaming community that would fit more someone that was my speed and I ended up running into a few guys and I, I met them, played with them and, um, ended up playing a ton of battlefield with them online, like almost every night. And that was a a heck of a lot of fun. And through that, I learned about, um, streaming. They're just like, Hey, you know, you can for free, you get this software you can download for free and you can stream your games online. I'm like, well, that sounds kind of interesting. So I watched a few streamers, but I wasn't big into Twitch before I actually originally logged in there. Um, and I played a little bit probably on and off like during, during the days for, I think it was probably at least four or five months. Um, never really got anywhere, but whatever. I was just kind of hanging out and um, my buddies would come by when they could, but you know, I didn't feel like I was garnering much of an audience at all. And then another friend of mine said, Hey, there's this new site called uh, beam and they have like almost, you know, like no lag, no latency. And then you can interact with chat that way. And it's, you know, kind of new. And that's when I ended up jumping over after leaving almost nothing behind, maybe like 20 followers on yeah. Twitch to go over <laughs> to beam. And then I ended up staying there for over about, I think it was about four years that I was there before things fell apart and ended yeah. up back here on Twitch again. But it was just, you know, like, I think with a lot of people, you start out with your friends and your close friends excuse me, come and go as they can and whatever. And then eventually you, you know, tag on more and more people. And so it was just kind of a weird, weird, uh, growth to see how far it got. And then obviously starting over a little bit, uh, switching back yeah, over the, um, again, but the, the mixer, the mixer shutdown was, was hard. Um, yeah, quite a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of like livelihoods kind of ruined. I see, I think, I think I've seen like quite, quite a lot of streamers that I knew and met from mixer, which is also, side by where, where we met as well um through yep. through stormy i mean dragged me into your channel he's like this guy's playing gen zero we've been, <laughs> we've been talking about gen zero he's like this guy's playing it you should come check him out it's pretty chill and that's that's where that <laughs> began um but yeah i, I think i think I, i've seen a lot a lot of streamers now especially after mixer kind of 
either either stop or pivot into different venues of content creation which is something i've i've kind of done as well a little bit myself um or yeah or just like stop completely or, or they've just kind of carried yeah. on the way they've carried on it's, it's been interesting to see who's kind of who's 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 doing what now and, and how they're trying to adapt that now that they have that knowledge of this could shut down on me any minute i need some kind of backup plan ish for those people that yeah. are pursuing that more career style of streaming i think that's the one comfortable thing about moving over to twitch like when i when i first heard the news obviously you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on and is this real and whatever um but that's when you know people were talking about um alternate sites i mean going to youtube i don't think youtube's going anywhere being tied with google um i didn't really know that twitch was really that tied to amazon at the time um but just that it was more of like this large thing that was out there i mean mixer grew for a long time i mean not exponentially like it was gonna surpass what twitch was but it it definitely got a lot larger and it felt like it was you know, something that was going to be stable being backed by microsoft but um if i had to go somewhere if you have to pick up and move again I didn't want to go to the um, to like a place like Glimesh, you know, even though they were starting to promise new things, but, you know, to, to jump in on another startup, that's something that I didn't want to do is be like, yeah. I don't want to move over there, start over again, only to have it wash out in a certain amount of time. So it was nice that most of the community, and I think that's what helped me, is that my little group of friends all virtually all moved over together and we just kind of like picked up our stuff, moved over and dropped it down in this new place. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of growing pains with trying to learn something new, especially because as far as I'm concerned, Twitch feels a little bit archaic. They're just happy to be moving on with the way they are and not innovating at all. Um, they've started to do more stuff over the last year that we, that we've been over here, but, um, I just it's a safer bet if you're going to keep streaming staying here just yeah, seems like a better fit to me so um it's it's been rough and i still if i get a little nostalgic still miss the way that things used to be but i think that's you know being a i don't i wouldn't you know i'm not i wasn't a big fish over there as well or you know but the, the pond wasn't as big either so i think a lot yeah. of people i've seen struggle have like lost their community to disperse amongst a larger platform and it's just hard to see other larger streamers than me now like suffer and drop down so far and you know them not getting the instant partnerships and the you know hundreds of views every day and that kind of stuff I yeah think it's a, I, it was a real eye-opener for a lot of people yeah definitely i mean like watching you know, like you watch it watching like a lot of like formal like big mix of partners just kind of dropped down to essentially nothing it was it was it was absolutely heartbreaking to watch because you know they'd worked hard yep. for those communities and it just kind of overnight literally overnight just gone something yep. that was totally well, especially out of like, control like, like you mentioned earlier too people who are making their livelihood off of it like yeah again fortunate enough that i just kind of do this for fun i'm not trying to make a living at it i mean i stream three hours a day five days a week so i mean i'm not casual when it comes to streaming but it's also something that where any money I get basically goes back to other streamers to support other people through subs. Or now I'm um, actually I'm tied to my buddy Omega has a um, has been doing a lot of stuff with charity for Extra Life, and so now a large portion of any any money that I get from from subs just goes back to that. So it was unfortunate. There was like some sort of recognition that seemed like it was fun after putting some time in there and making partnership over there. 
So yeah. it was hard to kind of put that away, but um, I don't know. It's a phase in your life. I met people over there, so it was it wasn't wasn't for nothing, but it was just kind of hard the way that it went down too. I think is the hardest part. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It was. There was no clear signal that it was happening. It just kind of happened. Like I think a lot of the staff over there too, from people I'd spoken to and people I know, um, yep. had no idea it was happening either, which was a massive shock. You know, I think there would have been some kind of internal email and just instead of just oh bye it's gone now just um, yeah. find your own job it's whatever you can go to facebook i guess <laughs> oh I mean, man i've seen i've seen people do people I've, are doing I've seen okay people, yeah, i've seen i've seen people uh, bounce back and do really well on facebook um some other people doing really well on twitch, on twitch but um yeah it, it, it was rough for a lot of people which kind of sucked yep um, so let's let's get on to slightly less depressing topics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, puppies. We we met on Mixer, therefore it's I a good know, story. It, Look, it see? is it is it is a good it comes, story. It comes back I'm, around again. I, I am one hundred percent glad that I did meet you because you are like at that perfect time when I'm just finishing up or when I was just finishing up and you were like, Oh, I'm just finishing work and and, and it was oh noobs live and I was like, oh, I can just go back there and chill out. It was fantastic. There I you love go. It best best thing ever loved it so um going back a little bit you were talking about um when you were young, before you got into online gaming you're playing a lot of single player stuff what were you what were you playing what was like if your first few games you really got into like back in the day because you are as i am an old gamer yep yeah um another little another little i guess another little piece of me that i missed in the uh about me is i'm a huge car guy um I just, I mean, if I, if I had more money to just throw at it, I would probably have, I would probably have seven or eight cars in a big garage. Um, so my, my origins before when I could choose what I was playing, um, was need for speed. Uh, I remember playing the oh, original yes. need for speeds, the first like five or six of them, mm -hmm. um, and, pl and playing those with my brother. Um, that was like my, that was my favorite thing to do. Um, was just race around in tracks and Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches and stuff like that. And just, you know, run from the cops kind of thing and, you know, race each other and screw around. Uh, I don't know how far along, like that made me think of like, um, oh shoot, burnout. Um, what was the name of that one? I forget. The, I'm forgetting the name of the actual game though. Oh, burnout paradise. Burnout paradise um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. That was, that was a big thing. I wasn't into um like i would say more now i'm into open world survival and rpgs um action rpg games um really like following a story and you know doing crafting and stuff like that um i didn't get into minecraft until probably like eight years ago which is pretty far along considering i've been playing since i was a teenager um and it was mostly pc gaming too from the beginning um we had a you know an old 386 was like the first computer that i built um and and playing games on that and occasionally renting consoles from the local movie rental place uh for yeah. the weekend my brother and i would sit down and play like uh og splinter cell and um you know contra from nintendo and you know stuff like that the original og nintendo type games but yeah i used to um, um i used to play uh, golden eye and stuff um yep. yeah, yeah i, I missed that rent, rent generation, the console but... 
Oh, uh, we we got it. We got a sixty-four console eventually um, through yep. our grandfather, and yeah, we just go rent games, rent games, and we try and smash them out, and that because we'd have them for the weekend, and that was yep. it. So it was like, all right, here we go. We're getting through this as much of this as possible, and if we don't, yep. we just like rent it out again. <laughs> yep. We just like go pick the stuff up on like a Friday night or a Saturday morning, and then just play until you passed out, and then try to yep. finish it up for you to take it back in again. Yeah, we didn't have a console. I didn't have a console um, until PlayStation 3. That was my... No, I've got a used PlayStation 2. And a Dream Sega Dreamcast was the first new console I bought. Um, so I got a used PS2 from a buddy of mine. Played that for a while. And then the Xbox and the PlayStation were too expensive. Um, so I ended up buying a Dreamcast. Because it was, you know, $100, $150 less. Yeah. And I uh, had a half a dozen games for that. And then uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox I jumped on after afterwards but so a little bit little bit varied in in console and pc stuff and play a little bit of everything um i don't do the rts like our friend stormy does i don't have the patience for that oh but um, I, just, I just don't have the brain for that like i was like <laughs> I, I have there's all that, these, there's that too yeah I, I just have all these enemies send them go murder die and it's like oh i i'm performed like this weird six move pincer maneuver and you're like where do where did you get all this stuff man like, oh, I, was, I was just I was casually doing this on the side i'm like when we've been playing for five minutes yeah <laughs> the funniest the funniest story that is the closest i can get to something like that was a game i remember playing um it was a tom clancy rainbow six game i don't remember exactly which one it was but there was like a squad it must have been a squad of like like four or six guys or something like that. And you go in and you, you plan out the movement, you survey everything that's going on. You have your objectives and then you draw arrows or lines and you tell people where to go. I would take the whole group and tell them to stand behind a rock. And then I would go out and I would do everything and then come back. <laughs> I'm like, I can't be bothered. I can't be yeah. bothered with NPCs. Maybe that's where my love of NPCs comes from, but I just, I can't be bothered with NPCs. You don't do anything. You stand here. I'll go take care of stuff and I'll come back and get you. You just stay out of the way. And then we'll pretend you did all the work. So that was, that yeah. was, yeah. You can have all that... the credit if you want. That's fine. But just don't get was, in my way. Was that Rainbow Six? Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six was like 90, 98? It might have been, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, like, I can picture it in my head, but I can't, I can't, uh, I can't remember exactly what. I don't, I remember how many really quickly. It's got the guy are. with, like, the ski mask and ah. the gun, like, oh, on his nose. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably yeah. what it was. <laughs> Yeah, NPCs, man, they're um, they're wild. I've I've had I've had some I've, I've I, I I end up just having random conversations with NPCs. Like they're talking about something else, and I just start like verbally responding to them as a reflex, like a normal conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's yeah, why uh, I think that's I think that's why I liked games like Fallout Four more than Fallout Three, is because there was an actual verbal dialogue with people and not reading. I get yes. more into a game when I, when someone else is playing their part and I'm not playing both parts. Like it's sometimes funny to read dialogue, but I I had so much fun. I literally have it's got to be like a 45 minute I know it's more than 30 minute uh greatest hits from Fallout 4 of all the clips that were taken from me playing that game. <laughs> and most of it is interacting with NPCs and getting angry cuz someone was sarcastic with me and I shoot them or whatever. I don't know, it was just Yeah, it um yeah, the, the text I, I have the same problem where where I, even with like movies and TVs I can't I can't have subtitles. It's distracting. Yeah. I can't look at the pretty pictures and 
um, I get more into it if I can involve more of my senses. So I can look at the screen, I can listen to sure, the dialogue yeah. and all the sounds. Yeah, and it's the same same with same with video games as well. And it, it just it's much more immersive to kind of get in there and like feel like you're part of that world instead of all right, I've got to I've got to sit here and just saying that. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of there's a lot of like there's a lot of great context that comes from tone as well. I feel. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. I think the yeah. delivery is huge. I'm like, if you just pick a line, and then it just texts back. But if I can, if I can pick a line of dialogue again, Fallout Four is the perfect example for me. Pick out a line of dialogue and then watch my guy act it out. Oh, that's just the best because then you get yeah. that like, there's that back and forth of how it is versus it seems a little more dry when it's just you know I read and then you read, especially when you're talking about. Because again, this all ties back to streaming for most of it for me. I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do play some. I do play some games offline, but it's that whole like, okay, this is me reading over and over and over. And I mean, you get lore. My buddy, um, my buddy's playing Path of Exile the other day, and there's just so much stuff going on, and it's just like him reading for large amounts of time, and you're just trying to, I don't know, trying to absorb all that information. It's just it's it can be too much for me. It's it's like getting too much at once when. When it's not like in like bite-sized snippets that you can I feel like you can consume audio stuff faster, um, yeah. Than me trying to bumble through and read something. So my um, my know. recent discovery of audiobooks. Um, I oh yeah, yeah. Listening to them like, like when I, once I moved up to where I am now because I'm in a bigger city. I've got a commute to work, which is about forty-five minutes, half hour oh, depending you. on the day. So you know, it, I, and I can't read on moving vehicles because that makes me want to vomit. And yeah, so I, I started listening to audiobooks and it's been amazing you know i went through the entire witcher series a whole heap of star wars stuff now um nice it's, it's been really really cool i've read some you know some biopics and it, it's it's much easier to consume and especially with like sci-fi and stuff like that you, you get that with the audio because a lot of the especially the star wars stuff they put a lot of background noise in as well so you have doors opening okay. doors closing and like ambient noise so really kind of That's nice puts you in that situation and it makes things a lot nicer and a lot more pleasant and easier to, to visualize kind of what's going on um yeah i think that's yeah. like i i found a few authors that i really enjoy reading but my one the one thing if i could just mark out the time and sit down and read it was I've always I mean I love the movie series of Lord of the Rings and I realize that it's very much chopped up and there are pieces missing but for me to sit down and read um like actual reading usually puts me to sleep and so I have a hard time consuming enough of that book at once to remember for the next time that I sit down like okay where was I who's this guy Oh, that's that person, and I have to like put it all back together in my head. Versus, yeah. if you're on a trip, we did a we got um, the first the first book in the uh, Lord of the Rings when we drove down to as a family drove down to um, I think it was when we drove down to Florida, which is like a depending on where in Florida from where we live to where you're going to in the south of the United States in Florida. I live on the kind of the north side in Michigan. Um, is like a 20 hour drive. Oh, so yeah. it's like, and just getting on the road and putting in an audio book, like I can pay attention to the road, but like my mind can be like listening to what this is. And you just like consume yeah. the book and so much faster. Even if I was only a passenger and reading, I still wouldn't get as much. So, oh, and no. if you get a good audio book, which sounds like some of the stuff that you've, uh, you've been listening to is, you know, good quality 
then the person reading it does a lot for livening up the the book as well. So I think it's, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen, may not think... be as good for some people, but. The first, the first series I went through was The Witcher, and that was all voiced by by one person. And they kind of like yeah. put put the different voices on for each people, which was really cool. I then went on to the Star Wars stuff, and that is all individually voiced. So each oh wow, like there, there, I think it was there was one book that was like individually voiced, and it was just incredible. So it was like just listening to a radio show, and um, I think it was Star Wars. Must, yeah, it's pretty sure it was Star Wars book. It's been a while, um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic because it was just like it was it was just like listening to a show and it was yeah. much much better like the old old radio shows like um the War of sure, the Worlds yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it had everyone freaking out in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Is it real? But, yeah, we um, did. Uh, we've done a couple of longer trips, and it was good for our daughter too. I mean, if you're traveling with kids. Um, mm. we don't have a, we don't have a, I, I guess it's not just minivans, but we, you know, we don't have a vehicle that has like a DVD player drop down on the ceiling or anything. Um, so being able to put that book on, um, we've been listening to the Percy Jackson series. So yeah. it's, you know, small demi demigods growing up and learning all about themselves. And so we've been through, I think four of the books and they're about eight hours a book. And we've taken a couple of family trips to just go down and back like we did for spring break. And we do half the book on the way down there and half the book on the way back. And it's just a great way to just like spend the time and and not really pay attention to kind of miles on the road, as it were. Yeah, so. and another, another good one you can get if you want long distance, go get the um, Sherlock Holmes collection read by Stephen Fry. Oh, wow. It's 67 nice. hours. Oh my god! Every every Sherlock Holmes book story, it's 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 awesome. I love it. I've, That's I've, crazy. I've, it's kind of my filler because I get my free one every month. So I've I've got um Sherlock oh, there. Okay. There. So I'll, I'll like I'll listen to Sherlock and I'll get my free book and I'll kind of I'll pick a new story, listen to that because I think they're on average they're about fifteen hours long. So it gets me okay. through a few weeks. And if I've got like some spare, I'm like, oh I'll listen to this series of short stories and the Sherlock Holmes one. It kind of it helps me balance it out, which is nice. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Because I used to love, I used to love reading the Holmes books when I was a, little, a lot younger, and I was reading more. Visit. I mean, there wasn't audio books back then, so it was the only way you yeah, could yeah. consume stories like that. But um, yeah, definitely fantastic, absolutely fantastic book. Cool. Yeah. So gaming. It's like hi. hi gaming. We love that. Um, what have you been playing <laughs> lately, man? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I've been on a puzzle kick lately. Um. And so I think it's a good like palette cleanser to like skip through a couple of different things. So I've been playing through a couple of puzzle games. I'm going to try and remember what the name was before. I'm playing The Witness right now. A lot of people love The Witness. So I've been playing that. And then I'm trying to, what? I can't remember what the puzzle game was before that. Oh, Quern. Q U E R N. Our friend uh, Stormy gifted it to me. He doesn't want anyone to know that. So don't tell anybody else. Everyone um, listening, just no one tells Tommy we said that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Quern, that was another. That was another good. had a had an interesting story behind it, um, but had another. You know, I just I like the I like the the concept of someone coming up with these puzzles and like putting something together. Um, difficult enough that I got to think about it a lot to figure it out, but you know, hitting those stumbling blocks sometimes is just a bit too much, and wanting to just like check the back of the book for the cheat code or whatever to figure yes. out just how to move on, but. 
Um, and then other than that, um, my last, the big story games I've been playing, I never played the Assassin's Creed series prior to a bit ago. I can't remember when I started playing them again recently, but started out with Assassin's Creed 2. I was advised to skip one, so I played like two and Brotherhood and three, I think. Um, but then I'm just like, I kind of got weighed down with like the older game mechanics and it yeah. feeling a little bit off. Like I wouldn't mind reliving the story of it for the story's sake. Like I think the whole animus and the search for the apple and all the stuff that they're doing, I think that's a really interesting story to tell, but sometimes bumbling through the gameplay took away from what I was learning through the story and like doing fetch missions to, you know, stuff they throw in there to pad the game kind of thing. Um, and a friend advised me like, Hey, maybe change it up a little bit and jump to the beginning. There's a, there's a new story arc that begins with origins. So then I played Assassin's Creed origins and loved it infinitely better than it was playing the older games. And it was just so much fun to kind of play through it in a different era, a different character. Um, Odyssey will be the next one on the list that I play. Yeah, um, oh boy, and then I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, and then when I eventually get through that one, I'll uh, hopefully I'll I'll jump into Valhalla after that. Um, playing Borderlands off and on, I won't go into exhausting detail because I know oh, you no, don't care. You can because I'm just this kidding. is this I'm isn't this isn't this isn't about me. Um, I know, I, know. <laughs> I don't want you falling asleep though. If I hear a thunk in your head hits the desk, that would be terrible. Um, but I got a friend who's playing through the Borderlands series on Saturday mornings. Um, another friend who I introduced Borderlands through, and she's playing it um, on and off during the week. Um, I obviously jump back in when there was whenever there's new content. Um, I haven't had an offline game to play in a while, so I've actually been going back and playing through Borderlands One solo, uh, okay. just to kind of give give myself something to do. Um, so you always play the Mass Effect. That's an offline game. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could definitely. <laughs> I've been, I'm playing that offline right now. I mean, you can't see, but I'm playing it right now. I'm loving it. Um, so yeah, other than that, it's yeah, the crafting games. I'm excited to, I, well, I was excited to hear about Biomutant. That was going to be another big game on my up and coming list, but I heard it got kind of a rough review. So I'm going to kind of see how that one flushes out, but I got yeah, that. Uh, it's, um, I was, I was talking to someone about that earlier. Um, it's got, it's had very, very middling reviews. Um, a lot of could have been done better kind of style things going on. But it'd be interesting. Which is like, hard because it feels like it's been in development for like three years or something like that. It's been longer. I, I remember like getting excited about this like not long after I heard about Anthem, I'm pretty sure. Like, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like by the by Mutant has been around for, for quite a long while. I was looking forward to it for so, so long. And then mm -hmm. I don't know what happened in the last six months. I just stopped caring about it. <laughs> I was like, okay. like, and, and well, then it came never out. Coming. I was like, okay, now it's here, and I'm just like, not keen, not 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 keen to play it, but I'm not enthused to go and play it immediately. Yeah, well, I think that there's a and there's a a way. I guess I try to temper what I get too excited about, and like there are those certain things where just like you know that when it's announced in the day it drops, it's something that you can count on that that game always does what you want it to do. And it can be different things for different people. Um, I think about the same thing like with artists. I'm like, not to 
um, derail into music. But, you know, there are artists that as soon as they put on a new album, you're going to buy it day one versus other people. Yeah. Well, I guess anymore you can consume it on Spotify or iTunes music or whatever. So buying albums is a little bit passe, I'm sure, unless you just really want to support the artist. But, um, but you know, if there was Borderlands, new Borderlands DLC comes out, I'm buying it day one. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I bought the season pass. Sure. I'm sure they're going to put some cool stuff in the season pass, but I'm buying it. You know, there's just, there's just content that you know you're going to play regardless. But then, you know... You can only, unless, unless you're independently wealthy somehow, there's only so many $60 titles you can buy mm. and, and have them fail. You know, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to spend $60 on a game and then have it have such a rough start. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if six out of 10 sounds bad to me. That's what I heard today is one, one place reviewed at six out of 10. Um, and then just sit and wait for it to get better. Um, what was the other game that was like that? Oh, uh, Cyberpunk. That was another another game that was like a... I yeah. don't know. It seemed kind of wishy-washy there at the beginning. Like, they just had so much trouble. It seems to be a, an amazing game. Um, I've watched some of the gameplay through friends of mine. And, like, the world they created seems amazing. But it just still, like, weird, glitchy, whatever. And are you willing to pay $60 to hope that they're going to get it right eventually? And that you wanted to play it that badly? Or you're going to wait to see if it flushes out or if it never gets better. And I think Biomutant's another one of those where the concept of the game seems new. Like what I was reading about it. So I'm like, this yeah. could be really interesting. And it, and the teasers that they showed looked interesting. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready. But at this point, I'm not just throwing $60 on any game that comes out. I don't have to be the first person to play it. Um, I appreciate actual content creators that need to make sure they're getting those views because they're playing that new game. Um, but I can afford to wait a week or two and say, oh, wow, that really didn't come out the way that they expected to. I'll just play something different. Yeah, it's um, so. something something I've been, I've been battling a lot because I, I got stung by Cyberpunk pretty badly um, at Anthem and a lot of others there's like I've, <laughs> I've had so many even Valhalla to an extent but I won't spoil that for you because okay. I know you plan on playing it it was for me I think maybe it was just I was burnt out on Ubisoft games as a oh, gotcha. Ubisoft thing um but um yeah I mean I put 160 hours into Odyssey and nice. I still have I still haven't finished it there's still more I haven't done. Like, I haven't even started to 100% complete it. Like I have all the DLC too, which is something I've been working through. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk was the one for me. Going back to that original point that started me on this whole tangent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I I got the game and I played it and I I love the world. I love the world building. The characters are really cool, but it's just too janky to play and it kind of pulls you out of that immersion when something oh, definitely. really messed up happens oh, um, I haven't had any game breaking happen which is thank Christ but um yeah it's um a bit disappointing I, it's sitting there still on my hard drive I haven't deleted it yet so <laughs> there is hope eventually maybe yeah. when I say hey Cyberpunk's got DLC and it's actually fixed so okay maybe I'll have it a look at it but um yeah I think it's tough. I mean, that's a big commitment. Like I said, it's a big commitment for certain people to mm. to throw down that brand new first day game money and then not get that experience that you're expecting. And I mean, that's a whole that's a whole rant about what products developers are willing to put out now nowadays because they can just patch it later. You know, you don't 
Yeah, it's not sealed up on a cartridge or on a CD like it like it used to be, and you stick yeah. it in your hard drive and that, or in your disk drive, and that's that's what you get. You know, they you they they couldn't afford to do that before. Your game would flop, but now you know I think there's a tendency to to rely on there's, updates. There's there's definitely less risk now because like you said it's like it goes on the cartridge, you send it, it never gets updated. There's nothing you can do about it if it's broke. You, you're screwed. Yep. Um. And now, yeah, like you said, it's like, oh, we'll just we'll just half ass it now, and we'll we'll fix it later. Yeah, we'll it's, patch that later. Yep. We'll, pa we'll, we'll patch it in six months, and hopefully, people will forgive us because we're all oh, we're really sorry. We didn't mean to yep. send it out like that, even though we tested it. Yeah. Here, have some free in-game credits and a new skin. <laughs> oh, yay! It's all <laughs> better. Yay! <laughs> Here's a discount for our premium currency. If you buy three hundred dollars yeah, worth, you get it for. 259 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well and that's you know and that's the and i think that works for a lot of people though too and that's the sad it part does. you know it's it, terrifying you can't you can't uh you can't shut down a company i'll just use ubisoft for an example because it was the name that came up recently but you can't shut down a company by that by saying all right guys let's not buy their next game like that's not gonna work no you know because you're not you're not gonna get everyone to agree to that but you know you just gotta hope that they'll continue to try and do things a little bit better but i mean i don't know you're talking about big corporations and i, I mean, think it's I, I think that's the, the interesting part about yeah i think it's interesting part about supporting small developers when you can too like these uh little indie games i've had i've had as much fun in some little indie games that i've found than i have in triple a titles and they usually oh, yeah, cost definitely. half as much and they may not have as much content like you talked about how many hours you can put into some of these big open world games but man, I've had so much fun playing some of these like random off the wall puzzle games and adventure RPG type games, and they're just made by little studios. And yeah, I think I think it's, it's just... because they they care a lot more too because it is it, it's not just here's here's a money maker go make money play game consume it's this is yep. something we worked on and we really like and we want you to like it too and if there is something wrong with it they're like we can fix that and it's done generally fairly quickly it's, it's i mean for yeah, the most yeah. part people especially the small developers they're a lot more perfectionist ish where they yeah. like, they put a lot more care into it um yeah so no, I, I found a few a few really really good um indie games um that um yeah they've just been fairly cheap or i've, I've got them through um you know caching in my clout as such um and applying for <laughs> <Yeah>. keys <laughs> um i think one one that comes to mind is damsel have you played that i have not heard of that one it's a action twin stick platformer kind of deal where you jump around a level okay. um very frantic you gotta shoot vampires you're a vampire hunter basically and you've got to go okay. hunting these vampires and you, you get you get given the level and you are uh, here's, here's your three or four objectives and it is just it's very basic but it is nuts absolutely nuts <laughs> love it nice uh, another one i think i don't know if you've seen this one is it toady and toppy have you seen that one floating nope. around you should nope. go and look at that one i think that would be interesting it's like a time pressure puzzle oh, okay. platformer where you it's like it works in a it's a three a three and 2d space at the same time so if okay. you change you start as one character at the start of the run and you hop through and then you have to to move a certain block you have to flip 
the um the, the playing field on its side and oh, you open up another character okay. and then you move I the think... blocks and then you switch back and you keep doing that but you're it doing sounds, that all it sounds a bit familiar now yeah yeah um definitely check that out i think um i think you, i think you might be interested in that one it's Looks, looks, looks like, like it's pretty fun, especially since you've been on such a a, plat, uh, a puzzle kick lately. It's not like a traditional one, yeah, but yeah. something a little bit more action-y um, so far. So, um, puzzle games, you, you got any favorites? Uh, hands down, The Pedestrian. Um, that game, like the world, the creativeness in that world, and the puzzles... Um, I think that it I think it's a game that builds well from zero um, and, you know, the increasing difficulty of it. And then also just like, um, I guess, again, a little to go backwards a little bit again into my bio is that my job that I was talking about that I left to stay at home with my daughter, um, I was a uh, architectural 3D modeler. So I built buildings, interiors. Uh, additions, renovations in 3D for my company, rendered them in whatever version they needed to be to present them to clients. So building worlds in 3D is kind of like where my background is. And this game is like one of those things where I couldn't have created the world of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, pieces of it, sure, but you know, so to immerse myself in that is something completely different. But like this game feels like it was built you know, one little piece at a time by someone who's, you know, genuinely doing the same things that I was doing. And I just really enjoyed that connection there. Um, and then fun fact about that, while I was playing the pedestrian, the world builder, I don't know what his title was, but the guy who did the modeling for the pedestrian visited my stream. And so we got to chat That's back and really forth cool. about like what he did and how that worked. And I totally fangirled. It was, it was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to the clip someone took a clip of me at the end of the game because i was all emotional that the game was over and i didn't want it to be done i'm like oh look and there's there's the guy he was here oh hi you know what and i'm just like oh how stupid oh, but i mean no. it was just it was a really it was a really cool experience overall so uh yeah, that no, was think... that was an amazing you um you encouraged me to play that one and i i, I did end up playing through it, and it was fantastic yeah there's a lot yeah. of other good ones that have a lot of good concepts in them um, and it's, it's great to find games with new ideas. Um, super liminal was another kind of a standout. Um, I don't know where it fits in like my top five. Um, but it's, it's definitely memorable in that it's the game is based on perspective. So if you see something that's far away, it's smaller. And if you grab it when it's smaller and pull it towards you, it changes. Um, oh. It's all of a sudden now, like if you look at if you look at a chair that's across the room, the chair is tiny. If you bring it over, you have a tiny chair. But if you walk up to that chair and you're really close to it, then that chair is full size or bigger. And then you manipulate the environment by taking advantage of perspective and moving things around. And it's just again, it was a, so many laughs in that game. But it's just that's another awesome. super interesting concept on how to how to just look at something, literally look at something differently and make a puzzle out of it. Um, yeah, I could I could list off puzzle games probably for a half an hour. Um, but, you know, a couple of games like that. So it's just really interesting to go through and look at those games. Like, even like I said, we, I just got done playing Quern a little while ago. And while it's a little bit 
Um, it did have its parts where it was, I felt like it was really difficult. Like you really have to be paying attention to figure out where you're going. And I needed, I used a walkthrough, I think two or three times over the course of this, you know, week and a half that we played this game. Um, but just a really cool concept of how to put things together and how you look at something. And I think that making my brain work like that sometimes is the, is the really interesting part on, on doing the whole puzzle genre. So, yeah. you know, do you think that's not something as simple. That definitely calls back to your like previous employment where you like where you used to build worlds and now you're going into those kind of worlds and kind of all right this is how this all kind of fits together and it's kind of engaging that yep. part of your brain to um to, to to figure out what's going on and how it all works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is that is really cool. So, um, what else have you been up to? Um, it's turning over to summer here. So looking forward to getting outside and doing some more things. Uh, I'm trying to, speaking of creative things, I'm trying to get myself to do some woodworking. Um, I feel like I need a hobby away from my desk. Um, so I have a, I have a, a desire to do something artistic, um, build something. I want to, I want to build things. So I've been trying to scheme on how I can, try and figure some of that stuff out. Um, unfortunately, with the state of the world as it is, uh, getting a hold of materials has been hard and expensive. So oh, I'm a little yeah, anxious to go out and, and do too many <laughs> things because uh, the price of just like wood products in general is just astronomical. Um, and I'm sure it's different all over the world, but you know, the point where it's more than double the cost that it would normally be. So uh so it's it's Just make it's everything uh, out of out of metal or rubber yeah something yeah build, welding see that's another thing yeah. if i had somebody nearby to teach me how to do something that would be that would be interesting as well um if i to answer the, to answer another question almost is if i if i could um do anything like if i could learn a trade overnight and start another job it would be something to do with like automotive like i would love to be able to restore a car i'd like to buy go somewhere buy a, a a beat up car and then be able to do paint and body work or rebuild the engine or you know do some of those kind of things and so like a project car is something i think would be amazing to do as well but i feel like you either have an aptitude for it or you're around people that do those kind of things so yeah. you know if it's if it's something where your family has always done this and so you learn from your dad or your brother or your uncle. Um, so it's funny that my interests lie so far outside of what most of my family and friends do. Like, I don't have any nearby. I know one. I have one friend nearby who actually cares anything about gaming. All of my other friends that I've made through gaming are all, I mean, I've met some of them, but none mm -hmm. of them live within even an hour radius of me. Um, yeah. And same thing like with cars. I just don't have a lot of friends that are local that like love vehicles and want to do car type things and stuff like that. So, um, and again, same with carpentry. I got a friend who's an engineer who loves woodworking, but he lives like an hour and a half away. So it's hard for us to get together. He's also very busy. Um, definitely very much a, a hardworking guy and he's always working like 60 hour day or 60 hour weeks. Um, so, you know, doing stuff like that, I think would be fun, but sometimes it's more fun to do it with somebody else. 
So yeah, definitely. I I had the I had the same issue before I moved to to Brisbane, which is a which is a major city here in Australia. Um, I was in yep. a smaller country town, um, so I knew you know the people I worked with, and some people from school who you know we we talked every once in a while, but it made it hard to get together and do something because there wasn't just that many people around and that's where i kind of turned to online gaming Mm -hmm. um because a lot of those people had the same interests and it was it was good and i'm like most of my friends now are like people that i've met through this and i've now met in real life as well like i had um a friend of mine who lives on the opposite side of australia we've been friends for five or six years now online we got to meet up the other week for the first time, which was really, really cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was really fun. It was um it was a bit of a trip because he's um he's uh, we've always joked uh, how how like how tall he is, and I I know people <laughs> that have met him. Like, he's, he's a big dude. He's like oh, like just giantly tall, and seeing him like in person, I'm like wow, you um well I'm, I'm not short. I'm like I'm six foot dead on, and my like, wow, you're um. You are tall. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but um, I think yeah, like online online communities have been fantastic, especially through the last couple of years. Especially, I think they've really bloomed as well because of how everything's going on. We've all the world's suddenly been forced to go digital, um, so we can yep. all connect but still stay a safe distance away and, and not breathe on each other's faces. Um, yep. But um, yeah, it, it's been good, and I get to do stuff like this where I meet interesting people like you, and um, yeah, we get to hang out. It's fun. I like it. Well, I think that, and I think the thing that helps with that too is that like going into a community that you know that you instantly have at least one thing in common. You know, you're 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 on a gaming site and you like games, therefore you're going to have something in common with everybody. Versus yeah. if you're the kind of guy that just wants to go down to the bar and have a pint, you know, whenever. You don't know, I mean, you might not have anything in common with anybody else in that bar. Like, you just sit down and like, so, you play, you know, you, you play the new Assassin's Creed game? Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't play video games. Grow up, you know. You just, you never know, you know, who you're going to run into unless you're like, you know, sharing how, how, what you know, what do you think about what you're eating at dinner or what kind of beer you're drinking or whatever. So, I think that's, I think that's interesting about a community like that is, coming into something where you already know that you have something in common and then it can just build from there yeah i've always um i've always kind of explained because there are a lot of people that don't, that don't understand that the, the 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 connection you can make through this and yep. like you're always you're always playing games when you get out and like you know socialize and stuff like, like who's going to be out at midnight because i i finish work stupidly late <laughs> And B, this is this this is my like to use your 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 bar reference. This is my going out for a beer time. This is like this is what I do instead of that. Which I mean, it's maybe slightly more healthy. I don't know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. This, well, this, I've this, seen this, Stormy this, make you do a lot of exercises, so I think it is more healthy for you than. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, this is this is like it's. I I, I don't have to. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm in the comfort of my own home. I don't have to wear pants if I don't want to. It's great. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So, so this is this becomes my social inactivity. Um, and I, I do meet up with people occasionally that I've met online as well, um, which is always cool. But um, yeah, I like it a lot. Communities are great, although they can be. Mm-hmm. 
hardly toxic at times if you if you pick a, an interesting batch um they can turn very quickly well, especially if a game goes yeah. south yep well there's there's people like that out there you can't avoid that and you yeah. know exposing yourself to a larger quantity of people like that you know you're definitely going to run into those people but my uh I, th I think by and large the positives greatly outweigh the number of negative experiences that i've had so yeah yeah for sure because you've um so the the guys you were talking about earlier the battlefield is that are they any of the guys that you are still playing with now um my the the one guy who um who's stuck with me the longest would be uh yomega jake he's a friend of mine i've met him several times we actually turns out that's one of those weird things where i'd been gaming with him for i don't know how long and found out we both live in michigan um you know kind of opposite <laughs> sides of the state so it's he's several hours away from me but um i've ran into him uh ran into him many times um most of the other guys have done other things now um i am still loosely in contact with a group of them that still play i think they've moved to overwatch now they play a lot right. of overwatch together and there's like a group of four or five guys and they just they still enjoy hanging out and playing together um so yeah it's you know it, it's it's interesting to like, you know, run into a group and then and then to have someone that kind of that you click with enough that you just kind of hang out and, you know, someone who I never would have met otherwise. And it turns out we have a lot in common. So it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, being oops, being somewhat, you know, local as well. You know, he's not from England or for in my case, like California or something like that. It's not like I would never get to see him. I could get in the car right now and go have lunch with him if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's really kind of interesting to you know how how those things work themselves out sometimes yeah um time zones are a dampener and fun i'm not yeah. a, i'm not a, not <laughs> not a fan because i mean like did like you said you like through like through this you, you meet a lot of people like from all over the world and yep. um and you meet them and then you never get to play with them because time zones are just bots because like yep. it's, it's it's like close to midnight here for me now it's like you're, you're just starting your day so there's always that kind of i mean you always find people that are always playing at the same time you just gotta but yeah it's sure. it's it, it, like when like you get daylight savings and stuff like that I can really really mess with things which is which is never fun yep or being introduced to people that's i think that's what happens to me sometimes is being introduced to people somehow and then find out that again because this is our like hobby to do they stream at the same time you do so you don't get to interact with them because they go live around the same time i do so i can't really hang out with them and then you'll never see them in your stream because they're doing their own thing yeah and where the gaming stuff comes in like this is my major time to be online is right now because no one else is here and then i think a lot of my friends jump on at like six or seven o'clock at night you know us ish time from east coast to west coast and I'm like, that's kind of family time for me. So I don't really get back online again until 8, 39 o'clock at night because my daughter's in bed, my wife's on the couch reading a book, and then I might sit down and play a little bit for a couple hours before I go to bed. And, you know, it's just weird, even with the, the three, four hour time difference that can be in, even in the States is strange. So yeah, not to mention internationally. So yeah, we have the same issue in Australia. I think this side and Western Australia are three hours apart for the most, two to three hours apart, depending on what time of year it is. Um, you you kind of oh, right, get yeah. used to it, but um, it, it's still like, like there's always that, oh, I forgot that you were 
you were on that time zone and I was on this one. Like, I like New South Wales <laughs> and Queensland. So I moved from New South Wales to Queensland. New South Wales um, has daylight savings. Queensland does not. But they're directly oh. above and below each other. So <laughs> I hate that. I, I've, got, I've got friends in New South Wales. Like, yeah, we'll play it this time. And then I get on. I'm like, guys, uh, where have All you been? Right. I'm like, it's been an hour. I'm like, um, but it's, it's, it's only 8 o'clock now. Uh, so yeah, daylight savings. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Uh, that needs to, that needs to be like a national thing. Like it has to yeah. be your country decides whether or not we're going to partake in that. Outside of the country, I can understand that not everybody wants to do the same thing. But yeah, I've uh, the the girl who's been playing Borderlands more. Um, she streams in the evenings, um, but in Arizona, so she's she's already three time zones behind me. But then depending on whether or not it's daylight savings time, it can be more or less. And, you know, she streams, I think, from like 6.30 to 10 or 9.30 or something like that. But it's 9.30 to like 1 in the morning my time. And I'm like, by 11 o'clock, I'm like, I should probably go to bed because I got to get up at, you know, before 7 and, you know, take my daughter to school and whatever. So I hang around for a little bit. But, you know, and then it depends on whether or not daylight saving is time is on because that one little state of the 50 has decided that it doesn't want to participate in daylight savings time. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> we don't. We don't want to have fun, guys. We're, we're good here. We'll just, carry no, on changing your clocks. We'll just. <laughs> we'll keep things the same. It's. It's much easier this way. So we, the old we man decided that's just too hard. like, just like it, it's. I don't like change. This is how we're staying yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We've we've changed our clocks for the last time. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, I want to know who makes those decisions because they need. A solid uh, who came up with this daylight savings thing they need it. i'm going yeah. back in time uh, that's that's, yeah. that's the if you go back in time what would you do i'm gonna go slap the guy that invented daylight savings like what are you doing <laughs> like, i'm like no smack I hit him with a rolled up newspaper oh yeah, yeah. that is a bad idea yeah oh yeah so much it'd be great yeah it'd just come back and it's just chaos the world's on fire because things haven't <laughs> changed for an hour it's like oh there's like gosh, i had no idea <laughs> I gotta go back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I hit you, but it's okay. Please do it. No, I'm not doing it anymore. No, you gotta save the world. <laughs> save the clock. Save the world. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Get that um that the cheeky heroes reference in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, do you like um freebies and deals, noob? Uh, free is my favorite flavor. I like yeah, freeze the best flavor. Um, so as we always do, if you if you know any of these titles, you want to talk about them, just interrupt me. Ooh, excellent, excellent. Um, so over on a PlayStation this week, your PlayStation Plus freebies have been the same. Um, I think this is the probably the last week you get probably get them. Uh, we have Battlefield Five and Stranded Deep. Which is a survival, I'm on a boat deal. <laughs> I'm on a boat. The sh- I'm it's, on it's a very- boat survival <laughs> edition. <laughs> um, over on PlayStation 5, your freebie is a Wreckfest, which is the uh, the demo oh, derby. Yep. Yeah. Have, have you That's played that one That's a pretty fun game. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a little crazy. I've done some multiplayer with it. And I think with, uh, I think with friends, it's pretty hilarious. Um, I'm, uh, again, being a, being a car guy and loving racing games, uh, I find myself getting frustrated even by Mario Kart. Like I'm, 
I'm in the lead and I'm getting tired of being attacked by red shells over and over again just because I'm in the front. I'm like, give me a break, Nintendo. Um, so yeah, Wreckfest can be that way, is that you just never know when someone's going to come out of left field and smash into you. So it can be hilarious if that's what you're in the mood for, but it can also be a little frustrating sometimes. But uh, they've done a lot of stuff with that game. Yeah, um, I, I've, I haven't played it. I've seen, I've seen a lot about it, and a lot of people kind of talk about, oh, you've got to play Wreckfest. It's a, it's a whole heap of fun. But yeah, I've never seen anything you now they've got a leveling system and unlocking cars and you know it's not just jump in random car and drive around in circles so they've got different kinds of tracks and damage like and i think you can turn stuff on and off and and there's a big multiplayer element to it as well obviously online multiplayer i don't know if there's couch co-op or whatever but if if it's you know if it even sounds intriguing i think it's something worth bookmarking on on any device and seeing if it comes on sale and it gets cheap enough that you're interested if you're not on PS5 right now and can't get it for free. Um, I think it's worth checking out if, if well, the you concept can, of some smash-up racing You is, can uh, if you need fun. to. You um can go to the PlayStation website. This is the same with all the freebies, and you can download them from the website. And once you eventually have your PS5 or PS4, you can download it and you will oh, still cool. own the copy. So you, you can purchase it for free on the website and then when you're ready to download it you can download it whenever and you have it there so it's a neat little way it's like nice. it's bookmarking it but you don't have to save it, worry about save prices it yeah yeah that's it yeah. um speaking of buying things for cheap over on our playstation deal this week we have a detroit become human digital deluxe mm. edition for 27 bucks and it's mm. down from like it's, it's, it's down from about 100 um so that's that's the full edition, all the everything. Um, I've heard good things. I've yet to play it. I think I've got a, I've got it free somewhere. I'm gonna go. Oh, okay. I think it was free I've with seen, PlayStation yeah, one time. I've seen a couple of people that play through it. Looks like it's got some again another interesting story with some. Uh, um, I think it's interesting about that game is seeing the choices that you make because they have that kind of a there's kind of like a grid breakdown like a. a some sort of chart that you can see kind of what decisions you've made and how it affects the story. I don't know ultimately how many endings there are, but it's interesting to see how when you go back after you finish a section or a level that you can see, oh, I could have done this. When I talked to this person, I could have done these three dialogue options depending on how it interacted. And I think getting the most out of a game like that is really interesting when knowing that A, your choices mean something and B, that there are other things that you could have done. I think that's interesting. Yeah, the other the other really cool thing about this, um, from what I've seen people play, is it shows the percentage of what people chose that have also played the game. Oh, right. So it has like yep. it has the same thing, but it's online. So it's like fifty four percent went this way, um, and the other the rest went the other way, and like you see that breakdown of who's making what choices and seeing what the average is is really really cool as well. You can get a yeah. very a very interesting view of humanity that way, <laughs> especially with some <laughs> of those choices. Wow, everybody killed her. That's terrible. terrible. Why am I the only person that saved them? What is, yeah. what is wrong with them all? <laughs> Over on um on Xbox this week, uh, Games with Gold are, are Mellow, which I know nothing about. Uh, again, nope. I think I did this last week. Well, I should research these and tell people what they are. I haven't done that. <laughs> Why would we do that? Uh, and we have Dungeons 3 and Tropico 4. Mm. None of which I've played. 
but nope. they're there if you want I, them. I've heard of Tropico, but I've not I've not even heard of the other two. They had um I think they had a Tropico Five release last year, year before, something like that. Times times slipping away from me. Um, but it wasn't long ago they had a fifth kind of edition come out. Um, but it's like a, a a city builder, but you're a yep dictator, so it's always fun. Yeah. Deals with gold this week. We have Children of Morta, which is a roguelike game. Um, I've heard oh, cool. a few cool things about which is interesting. On Switch this week, we have Ori and Will of the Wisps is 50% off. Mm. Um, 100% recommend. That game this, is this, awesome. Both, this, both those games. Yeah, they are. I've I was watching someone play through Will of the Wisps for the first time the other day, um, and just watching the react to it was was really cool. It's like, oh, I know this bit, yeah. and yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, the, the is a game, great so. game as well. Yeah, absolutely fantastic games. Um, our epic game this week you will have to hold because I um I I may have forgotten to. Did I forget to write it down? Oh, no, there it is. It's on the second page. We're good. It, it's decided to scroll itself over to page four. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're fine. Um, Epic Store freebie this week. NBA 2K21. Yep. Which I was that just the other day. An interesting choice for, for a free game. Um, normally, they're not... I, I think what I've liked about the Epic Store freebies for the most part is they've been really cool indie games. Um, oh yeah yeah which like it's been a great source for kind of nabbing up a few of those but um, yeah nba nba 2k21 was kind of out of the blue yeah it <laughs> seems weird to have a game like that but well and what would seem like a triple a 60 game go for free right i can't have been out that long if it's 2021 no, it was it was uh, this this was the one with the when they did the advertisement it had the literal slot machine in the trailer Oh. Yeah, they were like, oh, it's it's like they had like a, a basketball, like like using a slot machine in the game, like oh, like via the controller. And I was like, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting choice to tip pitch to people that are probably kids playing this. It's, um, <laughs> it's all right, guys. Basketball is gamble too. It's fine. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But that is um that is that is it. That is that is all she wrote. Deals, freebies, noobs, all done. Sweet. Sweet. Noob, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and chatting with me, man. It's um Heck yeah. It, it's I love been this. fantastic. It's this is great. Um and we don't get to uh, because again, time zones and, and, and streaming times, we don't get to catch up often. So this is this is kind of this has no, been no, really man. nice, man. But, um, I've enjoyed it immensely. I really like it. Yeah, it's good. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Where mm-hmm. um where where can where can all the beautiful listeners at home? I'm assuming they're beautiful. I haven't seen most of them. Um, where can they find you in and around the interwebs? Um, I the easiest place to find me is uh, Twitch.tv/permanoob. P-E-R-M-A-N-O-O-B. Um, no fancy characters. Um, I am also on Twitch, N-O-Zero-B, um, um, post occasionally on Instagram, you can search Permanoob on there, and I'm also on, uh, K 
occasionally post like greatest hits bloopers videos on YouTube and you can search Permanoob and find my little avatar on there too. I'm not cool enough to have my own Twitch or my own YouTube link, but <laughs> yeah, feel that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are, there are some funny moments on there that I, I, I post videos very occasionally. I don't have a, a workflow for, for YouTube yet. I just kind of concentrate on the showing up thing. So um, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern is the best time to find me over on twitch.tv. That's the that's the place where I am most reliably producing content. So come hang out. Wonderful. Well, as always, um, links will be in the description. So go love noob and you'll probably see me Whoop. there because he's a fantastic guy and I love hanging out in his streams because he's super chill. Very nice. Fun to hang around with. I appreciate that. If you would like to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. We're also on Instagram at two left thumbs podcast. Uh, you will find the video version of this up over the weekend um, on our YouTube channel. Again, where we're in the same boat as new. We're not quite cool enough for our own special <laughs> thing yet, but um, all the links will be in the descriptions below where you can find them link through um and you can come watch our beautiful faces do the talking that's 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 what it is ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening you all have a fantastic week and um i'll talk at you next time bye